Welcome to this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping project managers sharpen their PM skills. What does it take to be a PM in today's world? Not yesterday's world, today's world. It's different. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. In this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, I will be talking with Strader Patton, P-E-P-M-P, who is Vice President in the People and Places Solutions line of business at Jacobs. And Strader talks about kind of the role of a PM in industry today, how you have to adapt to new demands, and why it's important to understand the difference between management and leadership in project management. This was a really interesting conversation. I mean, Strader has had a tremendous career so far. He's practiced all over the globe, and we talk about that a little bit as well. But really, he gets into how much times have changed and how we as project managers really do need to adapt. And he talks about some of the skills we used to need versus some of the skills we need today. I'm really excited for this one. Let's jump right in with Strader Patton. All right, now I'm going to welcome on our guest to the show today. Strader Patton is a vice president in the People and Places Solutions line of business at Jacobs. And Strader, welcome to the Engineering Project Management Podcast. Hey, Anthony. How you doing? Nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So why don't we start off? Maybe you could just tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and kind of what it is you do on a daily basis at Jacobs. I'm actually a civil structural engineer by background. And I just have a passion for projects and project management. Yes, I'm a vice president at Jacobs, but I've had a, a lot of different roles at the company, from business to corporate leadership, projects, and dealing with strategy. And it's all revolved around project delivery. So that's what I do on a regular basis. I'm actually in the Middle East talking to you right now, Anthony. We're about eight hours time difference between us two. And I'm helping stand up an organization to support a, a program to uh, design, build, and deliver a, a really fascinating multi-billion dollar development. It's almost comparable to like a city with art, sports, and entertainment. There's just a lot of things happening right now in the Middle East that's going on. And what I do daily, I look at improving our company processes, people strategies, looking at systems, technology just really um, the background around engineering and construction, you know, at Jacobs. And it really takes a project mindset to do these things. You know, you deliver projects with thousands of activities and impacting just many people. Every project has a, a scope and schedule and, and budget that you need to achieve. So, yeah, my PM skills and my capabilities have been just invaluable as far as the things I do, no matter what it is in the company. As kind of the world and the industry changes, which has happened quite a bit over the past few years, Strader, the role of the project manager is certainly going to need to kind of adapt, evolve, and change as well. So what are some of the areas where you believe project managers are going to need to adapt to kind of keep pace with some of the new demands of the industry? You're right. The world is rapidly changing. We've seen it change pretty fast um, since 2019. And I think the speed of change is going to continue to increase, in my opinion. Projects are getting bigger, more global, more complicated. There's a lot of uncertainties and risks that we deal with. It takes different solutions than what it took back in the day. And I, I really think the traditional ways of project delivery are, are going to need to keep pace 
with new demands in industry. So new ways of approaching our, our profession. I think that leadership is very important. So you're not just a, a project manager anymore and you're a project leader. And the leadership component is extremely valuable nowadays, if not for the future. And it's more than just improving the systems and frameworks and methodologies. There's that people component. So you have to be more creative. You have to be more innovative. So you have to be intentional with these changing environments. One of the firms that we work with that we're helping them build a, a kind of a project management training program, they call it everything project leadership. It was the first kind of firm that I worked with that exclusively used the term project leader as opposed to project manager. And I think that's an important distinction because a lot of times when we think of project management in the engineering world, the first thing people go to is you know scope, schedule, budget. I do think that's the technical side of project management. And of course, you have to manage those three things effectively, but people seem to forget the whole people side of project management, which is really just as important, if not more, because those are, you know, the people are who are going to help you achieve your projects, achieve your goals. And kind of along those lines, you know, one of the jobs as a project manager, Shrouder, is to drive vision and purpose to your team. So what does that concept mean to you? And, and what are some of the things that you do to drive that vision and purpose in the teams that you manage? You know, as a, a project leader, your job is bringing clarity to the project mission, goals, and, and values. You're really helping people shape what is the, the why to them. Delivering the project and the execution is, is the how. A good project needs a mission. It needs a purpose. It's because we have these changing environments and different conditions. So you have to give everybody that goal and that overarching ambition as far as what you're trying to accomplish. To drive vision and purpose to me, it's really about contextualizing and communicating, helping actualize the, the why to the team. And you really have to lean in on things such as building trust and exhibiting you know, those necessary leadership attributes to really foster a culture on your project. So basically, you're trying to you know, drive the right environment. And to your point, you know, it's more than project scope, schedule, and budget. You know, those are just methodologies to really drive the management, but it's really creating that necessary culture environment to enable success. So to me, just some practical examples, you know, just making sure that you have a kickoff meeting, that you really state the project objectives and, and the purpose, you know, make sure that you're clear and very articulate as far as where you're going and where you need to go. Chartering session, vision sessions, just matters as far as like how complex the project is. Make sure you have a really good scope and really the project execution plan is really the, the hallmark of, of a good project as we all know. And that really helps create that clarity and, and tie to the project mission and, and purpose. That's great. And I love, you know, using the word environment, like you really have to create an environment for your team that allows them to be successful. And there's a great book I love that I've read several times. It's called The Score Takes Care of Itself, which is kind of highlights kind of Bill Walsh and how he turned around like the San Francisco 49ers from like the worst team in the league to a Super Bowl championship in a couple of years. And his philosophy was, you know, put your team in the best position to succeed, build good habits every day and execute on them every day and you'll be successful. And I find the same thing in project management. A lot of times engineers will tell me like, well, projects are successful if you have happy clients and they're profitable. 
And I think that that's more of like the outcome of a successful project. What really makes the project successful is creating that environment and making sure people can execute kind of at every stage of the life cycle on a regular basis. And then if you do that well, you're going to yield happy clients and, and profitable projects. And so, and that analogy is kind of like Bill Walsh would always be asked, like, why don't you ever say your goal is to win the Super Bowl? You know, he's like, our goal is just to do the right things every single day and eventually the right things are going to happen. So back to your point on the environment is like part of that. Like you need to put people in the position to succeed, whether they're working virtual, whether they're working in person, whether there's people in different offices, you know, someone's in the Middle East, someone's in the US. That's a really big part of project management or project leadership. And so let's go back to those two terms. So management and leadership are related. And in practice, a project manager may play both management and leadership roles. However, there are kind of distinct differences between these two. Can you maybe talk a little bit about the differences and why you think it's important to understand these differences in project management? Project leadership and management, I'd like to first say that you just can't have one without the other. If I had to illustrate it for you, Anthony, it's just a a Venn diagram that you have, you know, the capabilities of the two. And in the middle, you may have things like team performance or project goals and objectives and and approaches, but they're, they're both functionally mutually necessary for each other to thrive as far as the success of a project. And you know, to me, uh, leadership is influencing for change through your actions and attitude. It's really driving that behavior, like you mentioned. You know, you're bringing up the Bill Walsh uh, commentary. I listened to a really good podcast with you know Coach Chusevsky from Duke, who's a iconic uh, basketball coach, and I'm a Kansas guy, so it's tough to hear it. But you know, he definitely knows basketball, but. At the same time, he really set down values and he sets the same values in every year. And really, those are the ways that you work and those are the leadership behaviors that you want everybody to have. And it's really that, you know, fundamental. So leadership is really influencing, you know, the attitudes and actions. And to me, management is systems and tools and ways to build in that predictability. Leadership is a little bit more uncertainty. I think leadership is a a quality and art. Management has a little bit more science and precision, but you can't have one without the other. And it's just important as a a project manager or project leader, as you and I've talked about, you just got to flex both when you're managing a project and uh, just be conscious of that. What you said there is really important for project managers to think about is you can't have one without the other. And I think that We can't go into a project and say, hey, as long as I can figure out how to run the schedule the right way, everything's going to be okay. Because in order for you to do that, you're going to have to interact with your team members. You're going to have to interact with other consultants. You're going to have to interact with the contractor or whoever the client or owner may be. So you really do need to sharpen up all of your skills to be a kind of a dynamic, multi-dimensional project manager, which going back to what we talked about early on is critical, especially in the world we live in today, where so many things are in flux, things are changing, you need to be able to handle all of those things. So to that point, Schrader, what are some of the necessary leadership traits that project managers need to be successful in their careers, in your opinion? Definitely leadership's not easy. There's a reason why there's thousands of articles, books on leadership, and you know why we're always in in all of it. And uh, we're always learning and and teaching ourselves about new concepts, you know, for lifetime. It's just so complex. It's about getting the the most outstanding results out of people and teams and and organizations. I think fundamentally, 
you have to have a, a skill to create a trusting, belonging, and, and safe environment, making sure that everybody's empowered and all voices are heard, finding a way to just manage that cultural norm that could be a barrier to that team. In the past, you know, there have been leadership capabilities that were more emphasized, like command and control and structure and organization. I think there's newer skills. There's more next generation skills to me, Anthony, that you really have to be thoughtful of, like empathy, innovation, curiosity, coaching. I think resilience is a big skill for leaders just because things change and we have to be mentally fit and have the right energy. So obviously communication too. I think that's a a really big one as well. But I think these are some of the essential skills to me that you know, may have not been as focused on that, that really, I think, is amplified more now and in the future. The challenge with this is a lot of the times, and we do a lot of corporate learning and development, EMI, is that you're not learning these things in school. You're not learning these things. And even if you go for like a project management boot camp type of training. And so a lot of this stuff either has to come on the job, has to come from your leader who might be teaching and mentoring you, if you can find some specific training on it, then that's great. But if you're a project manager out there listening, I think hopefully one of the takeaways from our conversation here so far is you need to kind of seek out certain skill sets in today's world and develop them if you want to be kind of the best project manager or project leader that you can be. What are some of the things that you do to help to deliver your projects on time and on budget. We know that that's always the key thing. Like clients want the projects done on time, client wants the projects done on budget, and there's so many different things that go into that. But maybe you could highlight some of the key things that have helped you to be successful in these areas. You know, that's not an easy question as well, because just projects are so hard and just like leadership. You know, I think with time and and budget, to me, there's there's that planning and, and execution component. And I think with planning, you really have to be realistic with the goals that you set. And sometimes it's human nature that we get too optimistic saying that we can deliver this and in this amount of time and with this budget and, and almost it's, it's like a reaction, but I really like to get validation and I really like to add the right contingency because I know changes are going to happen and it does happen. So detailed planning Based on the complexity of the job, you'll have a a work breakdown. I always make sure there's a kickoff meeting. It isn't underrated just to make sure that everybody's clear about where you're going and making sure that, once again, that purpose is is very vibrant with everybody. Just having a way to track and manage and monitor how you're doing. You know, no matter how complex the project is, you need that feedback loop. And then just going back to the leadership side, Anthony, I think the more you get the leadership right, the more productive, the more efficient, the more successful that your project is going to be. So you can add all the necessary project controls and planning, but you really got to find a way to, to translate that with your team through leadership. Project execution plans are great. Just trying to find a way to communicate and translate scope, schedule, and budget I'll give a project example that I thought was um, just aligned to something like this that that I was just thinking about. When I was on a a recent project, I was a project manager. I was faced with a challenge that the schedule was cut in half and and a deadline, you know, was shifted earlier just due to the client needs. You know, that never happens. Just kidding. But I really had to communicate 
why to be clear about the mission. So I flew the entire team down. It was an engineering and construction project. And I had actually flew the construction team down too. And we had a, a chartering session together. We brainstormed, you know, the solutions to drive the approach. It was more effective than me sending a, a schedule and saying, hey, deal with it. I remember in the meeting, I knew that, hey, I had to really exhibit some energy and passion and urgency to everybody. And so I remember just stating a quote. I remember it was, um, I think, Albert Einstein. And I just said, like, hey, if I had an hour to solve a problem, I'd spend 55 minutes thinking about it and five minutes thinking about the solutions. And I really feel like that really set the tone in the room. And it really created that environment that you and I talked about. And, and it really dialed everybody in. And so the leadership component, just like you know, some of the things that we've talked about, as far as getting to where you're at in the project goal is very important. Very collaborative process, you know, getting your team involved early on in the project and, and giving them some buy-in and some ability to, to make some decisions is great. And there's another kind of proverb or quote, the war is typically won before the battle begins. And I think that speaks very well to project management and a lot of the stuff that you just captured there, which is the planning stages of a project are so critical and you really can't over-communicate in the beginning of a project, especially with a kickoff meeting or client expectations, scoping, making sure everything is, is clear up front. That's something for project managers out there to really think about, that your planning on a project is so critical. I mean, we work with a lot of firms in building custom programs. And unfortunately, the one thing we hear so much is that they're not doing kickoff meetings or kickoff meetings are rushed and not effective. And to me, that's the most important meeting of any project, because that's where you're kind of setting everyone in the same direction from the beginning of a project. So definitely do not take that lightly. Schroeder, before we go into kind of our PM pitfall segment here at the end, are there any final pieces of advice that you want to provide to project managers out there on how they can continue to improve their skills and knowledge and kind of stay ahead of the curve to deliver successful projects for their clients? I really think that we all have to be lifelong learners. I think you get it, Anthony. There are the, the technical skills and the soft capabilities too that are just both invaluable. I'm always a believer, yeah, it's more than about training too, that our critical experiences really help make us better. So we learn from our mistakes, we learn from our trials. So sometimes you have to maybe disrupt your career. Sometimes you have to force it to really get yourself out of the comfort zone. So really just think about that as far as how can you continue to progress? You know, what critical experience do I really need to have to really get me those capabilities? That wisdom just is inspired based on the trials and tribulations that you go to. I think having a career team is really important too. So just a mentor, coach, peer, partner, whoever, friend to help you just navigate, you know, your career and, and help, you know, give you some perspective as far as, you know, where you're going and, and what you're doing. And I think if you get these right, then you're going to have a really successful career. I really like that idea of like calling it like a career team, you know, coach, mentor. I mean, a lot of times when I interview project managers, if I ask them like what was key to their success and their development, I say nine times out of 10, it goes back to, I had a great mentor. I had someone to coach me, guide me, you know, and I hear that more often than not. So that's great stuff. All right. So we're going to take a very quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish up by talking about 1 PM pitfall that you should be aware of.
All right, we're back with Schroeder Patton. Schroeder is a licensed professional engineer at PMP. He's vice president in the People and Places Solutions line of business at Jacobs. We've talked a lot about project management, project management in today's world. So now, Strader, I want to ask you another question. What would you say is one of the bigger PM pitfalls or challenges that you've seen in your work as a project leader, project manager, and how might you recommend a PM either overcome it or avoid it? What do you have for us on that? I think it's the planning part, Anthony. I think sometimes, you know, the, the customer and client will tell you to go at 100 miles an hour and you're trying to get everybody billable and charging to the project and helping make revenue and, and you get a lot of pressure from just different external forces. And so sometimes you may fail to you know, have the right project scope or project execution plan or even a kickoff meeting. You just may just send an email to everybody. Hey, let's still get started. It's kind of similar to the last project. I think that you really have to add a little bit of rigor to that. You could be scalable. You know, you could um, find a way to communicate the, the project terms in some creative way. I have seen this as a systemic thing. I think it just means so much to somebody's clarity and need for what are we doing here and what do we need to do? You're not going to drive that efficiency that you want. You could absolutely beat the project scope schedule if you have this planning session. You could innovatively come up with a better solution. So point and take like the project execution plan, the project kickoff, you know, whatever methodology there. If you're in Agile, you're trying to write the, the conditions and product scope. Those are just absolutely essential. And I've seen a lot of projects fail and really don't go through fruition and have a lot of change if you're not tight there. And that's great. And that goes back to process. I mean, I think that's why having a really good process in place for your projects that you can follow on every project is very important. Because I think sometimes we say, ah, I've managed projects before. I could jump into this. I know what I'm doing. But there's just too many things going on on projects to try to remember everything, which is why having a really good process, a really good framework for you, for your team to follow is important. I mean, obviously projects of different sizes, you might have to tweak things here and there, but you want to hit those main things at every stage of the project life cycle that just have to be done. And one of them is to Strader's point is that project execution plan in the beginning of your project. This happens all the time with us. Like, we'll be waiting for a project to come through, and then all of a sudden the client will authorize the proposal, and then they want the project yesterday. <laughs> Meanwhile, it took them like months to get back to us. So I think you have to remain kind of calm in those situations and just communicate with the client. Great. We're excited to get going. We're going to follow through on our process, make sure we hit everything we need to you to make your project successful. And that's kind of the way that they have to do it. So Strader, listen, we really appreciate you taking some time, sharing some of your knowledge, your project management leadership and knowledge with us here today. It's much appreciated. It's a pleasure, Anthony. And um, you know, I hope whoever hears this, by all means, um, wish you well. And you know, we're all in it together. Project management and leadership is tough. I hope you got something out of this session. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Strader. He's a well-traveled PM, and he's talking about a topic that's important. We can't just keep doing what we've always done in project management. We need to get better. We need to innovate. We need to build new skills. If you know some project managers out there that really exhibit these new skills, reach out to us. You can get in touch with us at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. You can grab me on LinkedIn. Anthony J. Fasano is the URL for me, and a lot of people message me there. We'd love to talk to PMs that you feel really fit the mold of the new PM, right? The PM that can keep up with today's kind of skills and stresses for sure. 
And remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at www.engineeringpmpodcast.com. There you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering project management endeavors. 